Mason and the old bio. Find your favorite fishing pole. Find out where's the next honey hole. Only on the top rod fishing show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Kane Radio's Fishing and the Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry, along with Ricky Watkins. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, Tony. Anyway, for our weekly fishing and hunting show, and welcome to Kane Radio, FM Band 107.5 and AM 1240. And as always, the purpose of the show is to keep our listeners updated with the fishing and the hunting in the area, along with uh, Louisiana, and stories around the USA and the world. And, Rick, uh, each Friday we're here because of these fine people. You're right, Tony. We've got to thank our sponsors, Animal Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, the Quarter Tavern, and Home Run Pizza. And if you'd like to give us a call, of course, the number is 337-367-1240. You can also listen to us online at www.kane1240.com, anywhere in the world. And if you have an Alexa, just say, Alexa, play Kane 1240. You may also listen to Kane on any accessible Internet device when we're alive here at the studios at 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, which is open. And, Rick, uh, freshwater, saltwater fishing, what you hearing? Tony, the, the basin is just right. I uh, had a little boat issue, so I hadn't been able to go the last uh, week or so. But I've been getting some scattered reports from Henderson and catching a few sockelets down to Bayou Benoit, all the way down to uh, – down around Lake Verrett, and then on the lake side, they're starting to catch a few sockeye in the, uh, the bar pit where the, the water, they're fishing about six to eight foot deep in the back bar pit. And um, uh, to your knowledge, uh, what's working for them right now? Right now, they've been catching them on shiners and jigs, Tony, most, mostly on shiners, the, the bigger sockeye. And I think, Tony, what it is, these fish realize, you know, the, the fall, which I don't know if we'll have a – how, how long the fall, you know, season will be. But these fish realize, you know, we're starting, it's going to start cooling down. And then the fish are schooling up to feed. And then, you know, once it starts uh, cooling down, then their metabolism slows way down. Yeah, it does. And yeah. uh, they just stop moving around a little well, bit, they, too. They, they slow down a lot, yes, sir. Yeah, anyway, uh, Rick, and uh, just looking uh, here at uh, the uh, river stages at Butler Rose, uh, right now the river stage is uh, just a shade below 5 feet at 4.81 feet. And, Looks to go up a little bit. We got a caller already on the line That's here. Probably Mike. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Oh yeah. You're on the air with Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. Hello. Yeah, Mike Senator. Hey, Mike. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Sir. Hello. Yeah. How y'all doing? All right. Uh, so good, far, so good. good. Uh, I got the and, results. Yeah, from your uh, September 11th uh, championship. Yeah, it's uh, it's over. So. Uh, <laughs> We had uh, 19, 19 boats fish it. All right. Um, first place was Mike Louvier and Tabitha Landry with five fish for 12.34 for $2,000. And second was Dickie Pritzgerald and Bubba Lopez, five fish for 12.02 for 1000 And then Brad Romero and Raven Owens, five fish for 11.95 for 750 and in fourth place was myself and Michael Bryan with five fish for 11.76, worth 500. And then the big bass was Andre Casalot and Greer Bio with 4.61, worth 260. And, and, uh, and Mike, the weights were kind of tight. Yeah, well, hey boy, <laughs> you're not kidding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Mike, again, uh, remind uh, our listeners where were y'all fishing this time? Out of Mead Point. Oh, out of Mead Point, yep. and uh, so. Uh, 19 boats yeah. show up. Uh, some pretty good paydays for people who are in the money, the four of uh, four teams. Uh, of course, 
it's over till uh, next, uh, I guess, next spring, it's which I, next yeah, spring. usually crank up sometime in March uh, and fish every other weekend. Yeah, or is it more uh, April the, related? No, no. We, we usually start the week after uh, daylight saving time. So. Okay. All right. So right. it'd be mid-March, late March. Okay. Uh, we're going to get it cranked up again. So uh, the year went by fast. That is, <laughs> but looking forward to next year. And, Mike, how many throughout the course of the uh, season or the Wednesday night hog fights, the total number of boats were involved, not necessarily uh, each week, but uh, meaning through the course of the year when y'all had the uh, 12 weeks or so or 13 weeks or so fishing. Any idea the total number of boats that uh, – uh, Well, um, Chris Vidrian had all that – Okay. Uh, broke down. I don't have that on hand, but he had everything down by the dollars and the boats. And, uh-huh. Uh You know, all that. I really don't have that at hand, but, but, but y'all you know, pretty... it, it, I think it averaged, it, the average through the year was about 22 boats. Okay. Uh, um, you know. And then, of course, you had a lot of people yeah. that uh, uh, showed up, uh, you know, and fished maybe two or three uh, events, but yet... Uh, you know, you Correct. might, you might yeah. have had an aggregate of a yeah. hundred boats, you know, at any one time uh, fishing throughout the tournament from March. Oh yeah, you know, I think it was, I think it was around the hundred and forty-six boats. Oh wow! Uh, different, like you said, different times and stuff sure. like that. If I'm, sure. if my memory serves me correctly. Right. Okay. Anyway, a good, a good, but, uh, uh, a good year for the uh, Wednesday night hog fighters, and uh, appreciate you taking your time each. Uh, uh, Friday morning to call in after the results uh, every other Wednesday during the course of the year. So, Mike, uh, I know you're not through fishing, so uh, there's still a lot of fish out there. Oh, no. <laughs> you're right. I appreciate y'all, too. Anyway, you thank, thank you, Mike. Have a safe weekend. We'll hear from you later you. on next year. All righty. Goodbye. All right. Anyway, uh, pretty good year for the Hogfighters, Ricky. Yeah. Uh, Ricky and uh, – uh, some nice payouts there. Yeah, uh, the weights were tight, like Mikey said, and uh, you know a lot of, a lot of good fishermen out there on, on on this end of the spectrum around the basin. You know, Lowerville and Yabiri got a lot of a lot of good fishermen. Tony, uh, I didn't me at point too. I, I couldn't recall. Uh, yeah, where well, he was. Usually, uh, Tony, when the water gets this level, that's the best place to put down, and where everybody can spread out, and you, you don't have all the you know the hassles with uh, with the shallow water. Yeah, nineteen boats, uh, and of course, again. Uh, to fish in the championship round, you've got to, I think, commit to fishing at least seven I or so seven, of, the, yeah. of the 12 tournaments throughout the course of the year, or 11 tournaments, yes. uh, whatever they had. But mm-hmm. you had to fish a majority right. uh, to qualify. If you only fished in two or three, uh, you, you can't show up for the championship. That's right. So uh, that's that's important there. So uh, that's what we saw. And uh, anyway, back to uh, – and I want to thank Mike Sanitaire for calling in each – Oh, yeah. Yeah. Each Friday morning mm-hmm. after their t- tournaments uh, on Wednesday night, that's every other week during the course of the year. So uh, right. appreciate it, Mike. Save his time to crank off. Yep. Yep. So appreciate it, Mikey, doing that each uh, Friday morning for us here at Cane uh, Radio. Anyway, Rick, we were speaking about the river stages over in Butte La Rose, and you had mentioned, you know, that uh, this time of the year things are going pretty good, and it looks like it's going to go up a little bit in the next uh, couple of days. Uh, up to the 19th, uh, climb a little over five feet. Uh, yeah. I know you don't like to see it climb too much. Uh, uh, and it just it slows yeah. down uh, your fishing. I and think all. it's going to level out, Tony, and then drop back a little bit. Now I'm starting to get concerned. Hopefully we'll have the basin down at, at a fishable level uh, another month maybe. And then after that, you know, it's going to start ticking back up and uh, – It'll be over till next spring. That's why I can't wait to, uh, you know, get my boat back in, in line and 
and at least make a, a couple of three more trips. You know? Well, at least and, uh, you, you're giving time for your boat to breathe, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, giving the fish time to recoup. So, because I know, I know they're out there, bro. It's, uh, they are there. Rain, oh, yeah. sunshine, hurricane, yeah. oh, whatever. Yeah. The fish uh, are there. Yeah, the spots we fish, I mean, it's just – it just replenishes itself, Tony. You know, with with the drains and and everything. It's uh, it's just I love the Chafalaya Basin. It's a good fishery, it really is. And not only that, but it's been really treating you excellent for the past uh, months, oh, I yeah. should say. Yes, sir. And uh, with the water levels holding down and all, but yeah. uh, hopefully, and keep my finger crossed. Hopefully, about another month, you know. And uh, usually around mid midway duck season, it'll start ticking back up. And uh, and and when deer season kicks off, you usually got uh. A week or so and then after that it starts it starts going up so like i said hopefully hopefully it'll stay down for a little while and uh, we can catch a few more anyway uh with regards to that the cca tournament ended labor day at five o'clock a, a couple mondays ago and uh, you know felton dore to my knowledge caught the only tag redfish uh uh, throughout the course of the year, and well, he's, that qualified, right? That's right. Yeah. That we know. You know, remember we had a caller sometime during yeah. the midway point in June, sometime, right? And he was telling us that they, a few people had caught a tag redfish, and but the problem was they didn't register for the yeah. tournament. The that's right, and they had two or three of them that were caught uh, over uh, near Cocodree, and then one over, uh, I think, below Cameron Parish, somewhere up in there. Yeah. But again, you don't have the ticket. Well, Tony, I wonder participation participation wise. If they would tell, and maybe they can't do it, how many they release in the central quadrant, the southern, the western? You know, I'm, I'm just saying. Okay, well, I do know that they have 100 fish they 100 have tagged. Fish. Okay. And I think, you know, logic tells me they'd put 25 in each quadrant. So, so. we got a quarter. Yeah, right. so, and you know, a few few years back out in Dry Reef, uh, we had a guy from Youngsville, because of boat trouble. Luck of the draw, yeah. That's right, and catches well, uh, no, a tag no, redfish out of the Dry Reef right. and uh, won that uh, yeah. Chevy but Silverado. But you know, I was just, just thinking, brainstorming, well, but you're right, so, you know, it, it makes sense. I, I didn't know how many they had turned loose, and uh, it makes sense to split it up, you know, divide it by four and put 25 in each uh, each zone, so. Yes, yeah. you know. I've got a I've got that's a, a lot of water though, bro. I've got a buddy that uh was with the CCA uh, uh as an employee and uh I need to get him on the show one morning and yeah. see what he tell me because he would yeah. know he has since moved on to another job in uh okay. uh, uh the area and uh, I'm curious to see what he might tell me with that regard uh, speaking with him and I, I bump into him three or four times yeah. during the course so of Tony, the So Tony, I guess that's like a uh any other you can say club they have a board and then they have meetings right okay. that's right that's okay. right so so and uh yeah. you know uh again uh that's over and we gotta wait till next year memorial day weekend when we crank it up again but the kicker is they have a lot of prizes that are given out for people that register early yeah. and they give away some nice prizes too boats and things yeah. of that nature tackle so packs. tackle packages oh, uh the works tackle today oh yeah and it's I it's mean, not gonna get any cheaper but either. if you catch fish you're gonna pay the price that's right I mean, you know that's you don't right. want to go out there and not catch in no. other words you know yeah uh, golfers gotta buy the balls and the clubs yeah, and the, everything else stay up with the cards. joneses that's right that's right if you want to go fishing you got to yeah. have your boat well, you, if you want to play you're right that's right it's just part of uh, the enjoyment but uh yeah it can get expensive in the meantime too rick uh the our commissioner has uh, decided that uh we're pretty much near the uh breaking point uh, i shouldn't say br- use that right. term but uh to finish the finish line the finish line with yeah. the creel uh indications and the louisiana department of wildlife and fisheries uh, sent out a press release this week right. at secretary jack montesay uh signed a declaration of emergency to close the recreational red snapper season at 12.01 a.m. Monday, Monday, September 19th. 
And uh, L.A. Creole indicates that 730,000 of the 809,000 pounds, or which is 91% of the uh, annual private uh, recreational red snapper allocation has been caught and have been harvested, they use the term, through September 4th. And with two weeks of landing still to be accounted for, the project total of 809,000 may be met by September 19th. So they decided to close it. And the Louisiana Department of Wildlife Fisheries will continue to evaluate the red snapper landings data and consider any options if the quota quota remains. And uh, once the season closes, red snapper anglers will have uh, had 54 days of fishing uh, opportunity. And, you know, last year, due to the storms and all, a lot of red snapper being caught out the Grand Isle area right. uh, with Ida, there wasn't a whole lot of fishing going on. People yeah. were trying to get their lives back in shape and their homes and all and businesses. And and they fished all the way. I think he allowed them to fish all the way to the yeah. end of the year last year. But Tony, I think it's better this way to let the state, because each state knows, you know, they, they do their own little uh deals and everything to me it's just better than, than the feds handling everything you know? i, I yeah. agree with you rick and it, it was quite an indication too when the feds were giving out estimates of say uh 100 million red snapper when the state allocation went out and surveyed and they came up with close to 300, 300 million, million. Yeah. so it was a three to one difference there so uh yeah. it was to show the uh, local people know the uh areas and all a little bit better and it comes into play, so uh, right. and it's all going to turn and out. And they fine. close it down a little. Well, I'd say a little early. I mean, if the quote is there, that, that's, that's right. It, you know, that's right. That, that's a good thing. So, and hopefully next year we'll see uh, a larger opportunity uh, to catch red snapper during the course of the year. And uh, you know, we went up two years ago to three. Hopefully, maybe we might see a fourth uh, red yeah. snapper come through right. in that know. regard. You're so, right. uh, yes, sir. Uh, it's important anyway. Uh, also, I saw this article, too, and it, uh, it interests me in that young anglers are set to vie for scholarships in Louisiana's outdoor young outdoor fishermen uh, and adventures will continue when 11 high school fishermen across the southern parishes among the top 100 anglers in the second annual Abu Garcia Bassmaster High School Combine. And uh, it's, going, it's a Friday, uh, Friday through Sunday event in Decatur, Alabama. Brings accomplished teens in contact with 18 universities and colleges offering 2.6 million in fishing team scholarships. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. and, and you uh, see Tony, that that company that's behind that—that's a Sweden company. So I imagine they have a lot of. They may even have a, a, a production here in, in the United States, you know, but I knew I do know Abu Garcia is a Sweden company. So, well, uh, I was trying to see if we had any local young men uh, from the team. Uh, anyway, um, 11 included of uh, these kids from the state on French settlement, uh, Samuel Cobb and Destin Morales, uh, who finished ninth in the Bassmaster High School Nationals. And joining them, uh, Turling's Catholic senior, Balin Guy, West St. John, uh, Durvin Harper, Assumption senior, uh, Braden Pujols, uh, uh, Covington junior, Frank St. Philip, uh, Silliman uh, senior, Com uh, uh, Webb, Live Oak senior Bryce uh, Disafediano and Rowdy Thacker, Catholic High Junior, and that's Catholic High Baton Rouge. Okay. Connor Abair, Port Allen Senior, Tyler Morris, and they will try to duplicate. You know, last year, a uh, Thibodeau High School kid by the name of Levi Thibodeau won the Combine's overall title last year, earning a fishing scholarship to LSU Shreveport. And the Combine requires performance on the water as well as showing what the judges call the ability to display their knowledge of the sport as a whole. The rapid expanse of the high school fishing across the country is somewhat surprising. Bassmaster reports that 
930 affiliated high school fishing teams with rosters of more than 9,400 kids are on those teams. So, boy, you know, we talk about getting the young people interested in fishing, Rick. You know, Tony, biggest biggest niche is I'm I'm, I'm surprised that they don't have a – a, a fishing team, I really am. You know, well, I know Catholic High has one, Lowerville. All right, I'm gonna listen. Go ahead. Yeah, and also I do believe Erath has a team. I think so. Uh, I think, uh, as you mentioned, Lowerville. Um, not certain about some of the teams uh, right, east of the, us. Uh, the Highland Baptist, Baptist. Highland Baptist right. has a team. That's, That's right. right. Name escaped me for a second. Anyway, yeah, but uh, I want to hit you with this. You know, okay. you mentioned Catholic High. And I think uh, Jacob Schutman, I think, is uh, yeah, the coach Shoup, of that team. Yeah, Shoup and his dad, they do. Uh, Don and Jacob, uh, yeah. yeah, they help out a lot with that team. Anyway, the CHS Junior team in their first tournament is one to remember uh, with the fifth big bass in uh, New Iberia Outdoors. And this is a few weeks ago in September, Labor Day weekend, September right. 3rd. And Hollis Daigle, a fifth-grade student at Catholic High School, created a three-pound uh, bass for a photo hop after catching it around midday in the Atchafalaya Basin. Daigle and Vincent Soprano of Franklin, a CHS uh, sixth-grader, were fishing with their first-ever tournament. And this uh, article came from uh, the Iberian Shoop, uh, Don Shoop, uh, listed this article in the CHS fishing team in Louisiana High School Bass nation open at stevensville so they're up in that area yeah and daigle who would rather fish or hunt than anything else put oh, the junior yeah. team's third bass in the live well and fished it until the time to leave at 2 p.m the way in at Duaron's landing unable to get the five fish limit all they did catch two non-keeper bass the team's three bass weighed 6.66 pounds good enough for fifth place in the 22 boat division and Daigle's bass just weighed short of three pounds at 2.83. And, you know, that, that's great to see. That we talked about yeah. the Scalic High Fishing Team just moments oh, ago. Yeah. And here yeah. they are making the rounds uh, right, in that regard. So, also, you got to remember, uh, uh, they were also led by, uh, there were some other teams. Shootman tipped his cap to the four CHS teams that competed in the tournament. And they were led by uh, Thomas Hike and uh, Roan Judis, who finished 25th. Uh, the 179 boats oh, yeah. that fished either side of the West Af- Atchafalaya Basin and Protection Levee. It was also re- uh, approximately two-thirds uh, fished the Atchafalaya Basin. Also, Hike and Judy's, uh, a couple, uh, and uh, Captain by Hunter Neville, that's a name that comes out uh, yeah. of Lauraville, the past high school bass angler returning to the scene of one of his greatest triumphs on the water. Neville and Avery Derwan fishing in the Highland Baptist Christian School qualified for nationals. Last year, winning the Louisiana High School Bass Nation State Championship in August last year out at Dwaron's Landing. So, uh, Tony, that's good. Not not to say that you know to, to keep kids out of trouble, but it, it gives them something to do. It, it keeps them interested, and you know, fishing, fishing. I, I I guess you could say it's a sport, Tony. But you also have to think because if you keep throwing the same bait and the fish change, you gotta you know. So it's a it, it's a challenge, you know. Uh, so you, you got to really, got to really stay on top of your game, and also the fish move. You got different water levels, so it's, uh, it's you got to really uh, plug it in, so to speak, to uh, you know to keep up with them, you know, because they're always on the move, they're always moving around, and then with the water, they're gonna, uh, you know, go with the flow, and you right. know, and if the water's rising, they, they'll your drains uh, pump opposite. Sometimes you got to, you know, you got just got to think different, and uh, it's it's a big challenge, you know. That, that you do, too, Rick. And uh, also yeah. uh, give a little shout-out to Erath High School. A third-year fishing team f- uh, fared pretty well in that opener, too. So uh, just uh, hats off to those uh, young guys with the fishing teams across the uh, area at the different high schools. So uh, 
pretty interesting. Hopefully uh, they can continue and get involved. And uh, yeah. also the big thing of the conservation too, uh, Rick, like you said, uh, hopefully some of those youngsters realize uh, throwing those big babies back uh, to keep the fishing population oh, going yeah. too. That's yeah. important. I know that is to you and others that fish That's with right. you oh, and yeah. around you. You know, you got to keep some, Tony, to, uh, to, to, to let the bigger ones grow and, and whatnot, but you know, you also want to, you got to conserve some. And, and like you just said, you know, you want to want to keep your good gene pool because uh, it takes a while to, uh, to to get it up there. You know, for years, that's why, you know, to lead a bin, it took them a while. And then the biologists went in there and they, they got the right blend and, you know, and they put a little slot for a while and now it's a certain size. And, it, you know, it's uh, it's really done well. Yeah, you know, it has. That to lead it a has. bin's been in the top 100 in the nation for a long time. Oh, you're right. In fact, in the top 10 for many years, you know. And but you, anyway, yeah. if you want to catch big striped bass, that's where yeah. you go, too. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Rick, we're going to go ahead and take our first break this morning. You're listening to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Well, I'll be back with a little uh, hunting news right after this. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Thursday night, it's Southern Jack. And on Saturday night, Cajun Roots. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints, and LSU with half-price drinks during their games and dollar shots when they score. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's, now serving fresh fruit margaritas and daiquiris. Check them out on Facebook. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dawes Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511. License number 6286. We have a new player on the field that he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza, and delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza, 256-5783. That's 256-5783. Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. And, Rick, uh, got a little news on uh, the teal season that uh, has been going on since uh, in both the zones. Uh, 
Anyway, uh, not a big word on opening day, but approaching the uh, you know these, these little cool uh, weather snaps we've been getting, even though it heats up later on during the day. The blue wing teal in the southern uh, parishes and the rice fields marshes in the final days uh, of the 16-day special season that opened uh, last uh, Saturday. And from weeks, uh, the state waterfowl uh, study flyover estimates the hunters taken to the southwest parishes had the best chance for the opening weekending success. So uh, they spotted uh, there were around a quarter of a million blue wings and an estimated 23% higher than what it was last year, well, too. That's good. Yeah, you're right. And hunters in the southeastern parishes were not as fortunate only 7,000 blue wings were in the survey, uh, down from the 66,000 they had last year. Yeah. But that could be due to the factors, maybe with the storm, you know. And, could and, be, Tony. Uh, you know, Tony, the only thing I heard it was uh, the, the rice rice fields were doing better than uh, than anything else. That's that's the only little report that I got. You know? Yeah, you know. Uh, he didn't know how many or the numbers or anything. He just said that the rice fields were better. Anyway, the overall 264,000 count is 37% higher than the past five-year average, which is good, and the 44% is higher than the past 10 years. So uh, yeah. there were no wings found, uh, no blue wings, I should say, found on Catahoula Lake, and the flyover showed the southwest area habitat had recovered from the hurricanes, which we, okay. you know, were wondering yeah. uh, if that's what's taking place over in the southeast part of the state, and the rainfall has helped to alleviate any of the dry conditions that, that were we were seeing earlier this year, as you know, I don't know how many consecutive days we saw rain on and off a bunch. Uh, for about two or three weeks. So, yeah. uh, anyway, there were many areas, excellent submerged aquatic vegetation growth, and that's what these birds are looking for, you know, notably in the Calcasieu Lake area around, uh, surrounding uh, Vermilion Bay. And uh, so, anyway, but um, just things, uh, the, they had a lot of Savinia problem area between uh, White Lake and Pecan Island, they reported. And what's more, rice farmers harvested 75% of their crop and water has covered the fields. So, and the report it also noted was 48,000 black bellied uh, and 15,000 uh, fulvous uh, whistle ducks, the whistling ducks in the southwest of wetlands. So, uh, marsh conditions, they're talking about being, the duck hunting season might be pretty good this year, the too, second Rick. Second split. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and well, I mean, yeah, the d- big ducks, I should say. Yeah. That's right. The okay. bigger ducks. You're yeah. right. And the. Uh, Anyway, the uh, submerged vegetation was above average, so uh, and that's what the birds are looking for, something to munch on, you know, especially oh, yeah. in these times. And the few ducks were seen over that area, and the marshes east uh, were hit hard, you know, by Hurricane Ida. Yeah. So, uh, then if we had, well, it is what it is, Tony. You can't do nothing with Mother Nature, but they're calling for us to have a cold winter. But, well, which, I mean, I hope not, but anyway, it is what it is. You time know? will tell. <laughs> time yeah. will tell. Anyway, the Ducks Unlimited uh, banquet has been uh, – uh, uh, the date has been set, and that's going to be uh, Thursday, October the 27th at 6 p.m. Uh, from 6 to 10 p.m., I should say, at the Isle of Iberia uh, RV Resort. Uh, and uh, hopefully, I'm sure on Facebook you can get to see it, and uh, I'm sure there will be publications put out and word of mouth getting around. So the Ducks Unlimited, and that's the new Iberia Bucks for Ducks. So uh, Thursday, October 27th, you need to put that on your calendar right. and see how uh, that's all going to come to fruition with regards to, uh, and usually it's a great night, too, where they the got kind of food prepared and, and auctions and everything else. So uh, a really great night for uh, the local duck hunters in the area to uh, join in, and they do a great job of raising money and funds to give back. Uh, oh, to, yeah. the, uh, to the Ducks Unlimited people. Yes, yeah, a big fundraiser. It is. Anyway, you're going to be at the Olive Iberia RV Park, October the 27th, 6 to 10. 
Elsewhere, agents cite 10 subjects on the migratory game bird violations in rapids and evolved parishes. Uh, wildlife and fisheries enforcement agents cited 10 subjects for migratory bird violations in rapids and evolved parishes on September the 3rd. The agents cited a 45-year-old Pineville, 24 from DeVille, 18 from Pineville, 31 from Pineville, 51 from Pineville. These are all 45-year-olds along with a 51-year-old all from Pineville for hunting migratory game birds over a baited area in Rapids Parish. Oh, yeah. Agents also cited one for hunting without a residential hunting license. I mean, agents also cited another for aiding and abetting others to take migratory birds overbaited and placing bait for the taking of the migratory birds. Over in Evolves Parish, it was a 25-year-old and a 20-year-old uh, for migra- hunting migrating birds over the baited area. Agents were working in Colon Community, which is in Rapids Parish, when they observed the subjects, along with several juveniles, actively dove hunting on a field that was uh, previously documented as baited area. Agents seized the 46 doves Man. associated with the case. And uh, elsewhere in the Vols Parish, agents work in the Effie community when they observe the uh, subjects actively dove hunting on a field that was previously uh, documented as baited area. Okay. The agencies a few doves associated with the case. All migratory game bird baiting uh, cases <clears throat> are filled, uh, uh, filed with the United States Attorney's Office for prosecution in federal court. And hunting without a license carries a fine. And uh, We'll see what these guys, what's going to happen with this too, Rick. You know, Tony, I, I brought that up, I think, last week. <clears throat> with the way we had so much rain in the soybeans, if the farmer cuts it and just lets it lay, is that considered a baited field? Mm. You know? Good question. And I think that's a good question to, uh, and you know, the apparently mold, that might be what they're talking about. It might be, but the mold too, Rick, you know, yeah. that the poor uh, soybean farmers can't get to those no, no. Uh, beans. That's right. Uh, with that, that was just a thought I had. I don't, you know. I, I, don't, I don't know that yeah. answer. Good question. We probably need to. Uh, yeah, next time I see one of my, my agent buddies, I'm going to ask him. And that. see what they yeah. say too. Apparently, whatever, because uh, you said that they had posted that field that it was baited. So that's right. I see the farmland that they cut. Some Milo or something up, up there, up in uh, yeah, it, northern Paris. The statement uh, said it was documented. Documented. As a field. Okay, yeah. So uh, hunters ought to know that, and I can't believe that, oh, we can go over here, you know. You yeah. Got, well, yeah, that's Uncle Tom's land, you know, <laughs> just to right. say, yeah. You know. And, yeah, Rick, a question for you. you got a few moments here. Uh, yeah. You know, most of the wardens, you know, the game wardens here in this area, oh, yeah. are they designated uh, you're going to do just fishing or are you going to do just hunting or is it a combination of both? With, well, they uh, they kind of move around, Tony, all the ones like Brian and you, Brian, for years, you know, they uh, – and then you got ranks also, so you take your guys and you spread them out, you know, and, and you, you know, m- most of you hire your lieutenants and, and whatnot are sit in the trucks and – you know, and, and tell the field, you know, the guys to go out in the field. So they, they, they all work together, and they kind of swap around, Tony. They'll, they'll do water, and then they'll do, you know, when yeah. hunt, hunting season comes. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it seems yeah. like, a, you know, a lot of these guys get really good at uh, maybe oh, yeah. on-the-water type things or others are on property, yeah. on land for hunting and things yeah. of that nature. and I got nature. a friend of mine that's, that's now, if you got a knack for that, which I'm not going to name his name on the air, but it, he, that's all he really does now. If he stops some hunters in the basin on the water, well, he's going to check them naturally, you know. But okay. he's more into the, the water scene. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you wonder if they get really good at what they do, you know, understand the laws and what's allowed, not allowed. Right. And it seemed like they'd stick with one area. The, but, no, you're right. The, yeah, the you're captains or whatever, right. the managers, we leave them And then once area. you get up around, you know, the, the northerner parishes, uh, these guys ride around in the trucks, and then the other one get on a four wheel, and they, they go around and check. And, sure. Uh, you know, that's, that's, what, that's their knack, you know. And then but, the other guys like water, so – 
they'll put them on a Toledo bin or like down here, you know, in the basin or the lake. And uh, that's that's pretty much how they yeah. do it. People think North Louisiana is just hunting, but boy, they got a lot of good fishing up oh, in North no, Louisiana. You've got, oh, you've a lot got, of nice lakes up you've there. You've got numerous lakes. You're oh, right. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, the tides for today, Friday, the 16th of September. The sun rose at uh, 6.53. It's getting later. And the sunset will be at 7.11. The daylight hours are being yep. squeezed. Minute by minute. Oh, yeah. And the high and low tide chart, we see the only low tide of the day will be at 3.01 p.m. today. On Saturday, the 17th, the sun's going to rise approximately the same time, 6.53, and set at 7.09. Lost a couple minutes there. In the high and low tide chart, we see that the high tide Saturday morning uh, – will be at uh, 1.05 a.m., the low tide at 4.01 p.m. Sunday the 18th, the sun's going to rise at 6.54, set at 7.08. In the high and low tide chart, we can see that the high tide will be at 2.22 a.m. That's Sunday morning, low tide at 5.07 p.m. And the average water temperature right now in Southwest Pass, Vermilion Bay, is a crisp 82 degrees. Stand about the same, Tom. Yeah, pretty much, too, Rick. So, uh as always, Rick, uh, we we got to thank these oh, yeah, people. We got to thank man. our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, Quarter Tavern, and Home Run Pizza. And our motto is always: Kids that hunt and fish don't steal and deal.